Hey, you're just starting the Trek Off podcast now, so it's a good time for you to subscribe to a new podcast, too. The Totally Super Podcast is me and my good friend Arthur reviewing every single superhero movie ever made. That's right. It's called Totally Super. It's put out by Geeks Radio. It's like Trek Off, but for superhero movies. Maybe not quite so dirty, but... It's still fun. So check out Totally Super. Search for it right now. Whatever you're listening on right now, whatever you found Trek Off on, just use that to find Totally Super and subscribe. Okay, enjoy Trek Off. It's time for Trek Off. Set phasers to love. Welcome to Trek Off. My name is Justin. And my name's Alexia. And today we're not talking about Ready Player One. <laughs> That's today we're big fat See, what liars. What happened was he doesn't like the fact that he knows he's going to lose this, so we're delaying the battle. That's not true. And I, we're, all right, so here's, here's you know it's the, true. <laughs> here's the honest you deal. You know if you're wrong. Of, Somewhere in your you, in your heart of hearts, you know how wrong you are, and you're just going to sit in your wrongness, being wrong. That's not true at all. But I will say this: if anyone is uh, living in the in in the Northern Virginia D.C. area, um, and you're a fan of independent film, um, you should check out the Clifton Film Celebration. Uh, it is in Virginia, and it is run by Mister A, by by Mister the other half of our dear Alexia, um, <laughs> and uh, and he is also the guy who sets up all the recording stuff at your house, and. <laughs> Yeah. You know, you you were like, hey, and next week we're going to get back to it. Oh, and also like what you do is you now do a haunted trail or something, I, which I didn't even know about. What is that? How did you not know? He's always participated. I mean, I guess for the past like three years, he's he has the bunny man skit on the, the haunted trail. In any case, uh, that <laughs> has has made it so that it's for those of you listening in the future. It has been 40 days. Since uh, it's been seven hours and 16 days since I heard Alexia. <laughs> Who'll get that reference Star but us, I wonder. <laughs> um, um, like young people have no idea what you just said. What are you what are you doing? I went on a podcast. Guess what she told me? Guess what she Guess told, what me? told me? <laughs> she said, we're not going to talk about Ready Player One anymore. Um, so that's the deal, right? If you're listening, if you're binging the show, not anymore, the, just not anymore yeah. right now. If you're binging the show, you're like, wait a minute, you guys just said to be continued. You on just that. said to be continued. That's so fucked up. You can yeah, like, I know. I know, and you know what? You can blame Justin. Okay. You you can you can <laughs> totally blame me. Um, I'm going to I'm going to take a uh, I, I'm going to take a cue from the CW Arrowverse where I'm going to leave you on a cliffhanger. It seems like everything's really important. And then the very next episode go, ha, just kidding. Everything's just kidding. fine. <laughs> um, or like the way Alias, you remember Alias? How that, like every, like I remember when I was binging that show because I didn't watch it when it was on the air. I, I binged it after the fact. And it's a great show. I really enjoyed that show. But basically what I would have to do is like, it was they, the way they they fucking did that shit was an episode was really from five minutes into an episode to the next five minutes into the other episode. Like, yeah, what they were is they were they were they were standalone stories. So they would cut it off right there, yeah. and like it was clearly, but like if you just watch five minutes into the next one, whatever cliffhanger was there for that is completely resolved. And but you're no, good. but but no cliffhanger resolution here because frankly. Uh, because we've you know been having problems hooking up on 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 getting the podcast out, we are like not we need to talk about some other stuff. And there's big stuff that happened. And while there's. everybody would I'm sure love to hear us talk for a third hour on a movie that came Continue out, continue to May, bicker about a, a movie which from just, five months ago. Um, oh, I, this this is the part I don't get about. Like this is what I mean. Like you and your whole five months ago. Like my God, it just reminds me of Eddie Izzard. He's just like we have things dating from over fifty years ago. <laughs> fifty, surely not now. Like like five months ago. Like that's not like so long ago. It's not like what was that even about? What are you even talking? What is Ready Player Ready Player One? What? I don't know what that is. Stephen like, who? Steven, who? What? Nobody's. This, nobody this, this is young, actually. This young director, Steven Spielberg, he's going places. He's going. He's, if, nothing, <laughs> if nothing else, he's prolific. It turns out he's done Stop. two movies. Apparently, he's done some movies. Like he's done thing. Ready Player One. I, I will say this: 
Let's give it to Steven Spielberg for this. Ready Player One, like it or hate it, ambitious project, huge production. And at the same time, he put out The Post, a very small, personal, and important movie. And they did it both in the same year. And that's one thing that's always impressed me about Steven Spielberg, is if you look back at two movies that are better than Ready Player One and The Post, uh, probably, um, uh, Jurassic Park and Schindler's List. It's oh, worth God, noting yeah. that those both came out the same year, too. Wow. And my understanding that. was that he was doing the final editing touches of Jurassic Park in his breaks while shooting Schindler's List. He actually had an editing bay on the set of the horrible Holocaust stuff from Schindler's List where he oh would then God. break from he would break from doing this gut wrenching stuff to go edit dinosaurs. I almost think that must have helped him because you got to sure. have something in it, it with that. Like I've only seen in my whole life. I've only watched that movie twice, and the only reason I watched it a second time was because Mr. A hadn't seen it. I was like, that's not fine. Yeah. Um, because it's, it's, it's... Everyone needs to see Schindler's List. You do. It's really fucking good, but like, know what you are in for. This yeah, is not a you. happy... Like, this is going to tear you up. <laughs> yeah, like, and it's like... Be ready. And, and the movie does... It tacks on sort of a an uplifting thing at the end, which is good. Thank God, because I think maybe they didn't tack that on at first. And like everyone were just slitting their wrists on the way out of the theater. Cause it's just, it's, <laughs> it's so a complimentary rough. razor. Um, but you, Please it use will the be bathrooms. The tile is easier to clean. It will be, it will be with you for, for a long time. So I want to yeah. say this to, to cap our current ready player one, uh, love it, hate it. Steven Spielberg certainly is a versatile and talented director who manages to do films of different types right next to each other all the time. And so I encourage him to do more and he will sometimes he'll swing and he'll hit and everybody will agree. And sometimes he'll swing and he'll miss and everyone will agree. Looking at you, Crystal Skull. Um, yeah. And then sometimes <laughs> sometimes like, he will make movies. Sometimes he'll make movies. You know, is this the era? Here's an interesting thing to to step back from. The fact is there are a ton of people who love Ready Player One and a ton of people who hate it. And it reminds me a little bit. It's not as well known as Last Jedi, certainly, but it's sort of the same. Are we getting to an era where... Like, because we would have loved... Let's, let's just be clear. You and I both would have loved unabashedly a movie... As good or even worse than Ready Player One like 30 years ago, just because of what it, it can show you now. Have we got to a point now where filmmakers are no longer satisfied just showing you stuff? And so they have to, they make divisive choices on purpose because they just feel like, well, everybody's already eaten the cake. So now we have to, you know, now we have to put marmalade in the cake and half the people will love it and half the people will hate it. I don't know. I'll tell you, and I'll tell you why. Because like, um, for, because, it, you know, we've just sort of had, I mean, Halloween wasn't that long ago. I know it was probably it was like three or four weeks ago at this point. So for you, I'm not sure if you remember it, but Halloween wasn't that long ago. <laughs> and um, yeah, so around that time, you Halloween know, Halloween was two weeks ago. It was two weeks and one day, two weeks and two days ago. Okay, so that's still within your memory then. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like you're like Eat a, a fucking gnat. Eat a dick. <laughs> um. Anyway, I during that time, like most you know the month of october they'll do like fucking all everybody will have like netflix will have a lot of horror stuff curated and hulu and you know amazon everybody right and mr and i were when i were talking and i forget what how we got there but we just kind of like laid it on the burbs and how awesome that movie is and was like we should watch that and what's so funny is we told <coughs> excuse me we totally own it on like dvd or blu-ray or whatever but like we're so lazy right that i'm like well let's see if it's on any of the streaming we could just watch it there and like it wasn't anywhere for free and i'm definitely not paying for it on streaming when i do own it that's dumb so i was like uh whatever we'll just find something else to watch <laughs> the fucking first world problems right like uh i couldn't find it i don't want to go get the real disc and like put it in and so so didn't watch it but then i was watching amazon prime like yesterday and it came up as like one of the recommended movies for me i was like amazon you're right and i'm watching that shit 
And I'm watching it and I love it. It's still great. That fucking movie holds up. It is still fantastic. And I'm marveling at some of the things that I'd never marveled at before. And it's because, like, now we would just, like, there's a scene, like, at the very end, I'm sure you remember, after he's been blown up, the house is blown up, and, like, Ray is coming out all blown up. And he literally, like, slides down the steps. And to this day, I don't know how Tom Hanks did that. It's amazing. And he gets about three to five steps away from that porch before it collapses in on itself. And it's all in one shot, and then you watch it happen. And I'm like, ah, I totally want to know how... They rigged that and how they did that. Whereas I wouldn't even be a thought today. It would be obvious how they did it. It would it would be obvious that it was green screened CG. It wouldn't be remarkable in the least. So I don't know that it's like, I think things were more interesting before. I think things are somewhat less interesting now when it's like we have all this stuff at our disposal. So I feel like you really, it, with that being the case, you're not going to wow us with that because yeah, we I have think, I think all of these tools. So what you can, need to do is tell a good story, but I don't think yeah. that it's about divisiveness. I don't think it's about making a choice just to, but I think we've gotten away from because we've gotten so used to, oh, look at what we can do now. And instead of allowing that, and it's really interesting because I, you know, see a lot more like small indie, like truly indie, not Hollywood indie, but like indie indie um, because of Mr. Ace Film Festival and stuff. Like I get to see these actual people who are just writing a story and then they're figuring out how to make it on their own. And yes, it doesn't always like? have crazy things happening and i just i feel like that's why i gravitate more towards those stories because they feel like what hollywood and like part of what i felt was wrong with ready player one was it wasn't about telling the story anymore it's about like bigger better badder the you know like fucking like i'm always saying get off my lawn with the fucking burgers like let's put egg on it and then and then bacon and then and then we'll put a pancake on there too has anyone done that like that sounds really good though i mean i gotta right admit, do you see what, what i'm saying you just but described that's, sounds really good it's terrible no like wouldn't you rather i mean and maybe it's just me and i was fine i mean maybe it's me get off my lawn burger i would rather have a burger that is made really well that maybe- I think there's room for both. I will look. I will. Sure. I will grant you this. So I had this discussion with Mister A the other day because um, I talked to him the other night for like half hour, and we talked mostly about Ready Player One. And he he brought up something that I didn't understand why it bothered him. And I'm no, I'm not going to talk about exactly what it is because it will just bait you into getting to a long conversation. <laughs> um, the thing um, like it's the dumb shit like why she somehow looks like herself when she's in ioi stuff stuff, she stuff like that which, which or people to me who is are just, fighting in the fucking streets fighting nothing in a street it's, it's stuff like and stuff not like hitting that, which each to other me just, and it looks stupid that stuff to, to me they these were just little details there's little tiny details but it did get me thinking like you know i my brain you know if you've ever hung out with me in real life which you have my brain never stops right it's always going it's always oh, yeah. going this fast. Mm -hmm. And even when I'm not talking, I'm sitting there and my brain is screaming into my brain. Like, so it's always going. And it, it had me thinking, I was like, okay, what is it? What is it that, that makes, what was, what were they trying to do that got me so much happy, but that did not work on you? And I don't think they're going for bigger, better, better. I think they're going for experience. I think they're going for, immerse you it's why some people love avatar and some people hate avatar avatar on a like like it's worth it's worth asking the question and i think this is a valid quite like complaint you could make about ready player one would this work if i were watching it on an iphone is a really key question to ask and i would go as far as to say i think that ready player one might not because it's not especially not an iphone without headphones on where all you have now is the story presented to me in pictures. And so the story has to be the thing that, that, that stands. Um, if I am okay for the most part being, and I think it's why I'm okay with stuff like even like solo, which was, which was fine. I'd loved because I was just being immersed 
in the experience. And I just like being like, I like wrapping the experience of a movie around me. So I think I'm not a very crit. I think I don't think I have that critical of an eye for a movie. And I think that's why I despise movies that I dislike so much because I'm really just like, come on, just, just be good. Let me just wrap up. And like, I'm, a, I'm, I am the diner food. Like I like movies like diner food sometimes. And I mean, I feel, one I'm, I'm usually not, a t- and I, and this is why maybe it is in my old age and in, and just like, having seen so much more because they know like now when I watch stuff from my youth that I still love and have nostalgia for, I can see things that make no sense and just laugh at it. Whereas now I'm like, what are you doing? Like why? And I, cause I'm it, like, I am an easy mark when it comes to, to to roping me emotionally, frankly, which is why I think much like you, if you don't do it, I feel like you've really fucked up because that's not hard to do. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, I actually can't walk down the street in New York, like legitimately. I've because... walked down a street in New York with you. <laughs> right. <laughs> and what do I have written on my forehead? Apparently sucker. Like other people are like, but you just, all you got to do is you get that mean and you look down or you put your headphones. I've tried all the things walking in New York and they still find me. Everybody, every person who's got, you know, some scab about how they didn't get home and they need money for a bus ticket or any person sure. who's handing out flyers or needs to have a form filled out or what I am the person like I, it's the yeah, no, weirdest by, by the phenomenon. end, you've had seven pictures with Elmo. You've helped three people get home. You've given to two children's charities, and you're going to someone's comedy show that night. Like, it's, right? Yeah. But like other people, that just doesn't happen to them. So that's sort of my point. I'm that easy. So like in a movie, if I'm that easy a fucking mark and you miss it, like you have horribly fucked up because it's well, not. It's a hard thing to do. To well, not I, get me but, that but way. I, You've but really I got to this. have fucked it up. <laughs> I will say this. You are also someone who holds the things precious that you hold precious. Um, and if they don't give you the thing that you're looking for, and I'm not saying that you're unable to separate the movie from the book. You clearly are. But the passes you would give other things, like if if they just if they fail for you, um, it's a it's a very personal betrayal for you. And it's not just things like the book, which I know was so important to you. But I look at Voyager, right? Voyager, you go, oh, Voyager's the worst thing ever. Voyager is 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 a is a is a murderer of children, you know. And Voyager, <laughs> yeah. I've watched it. And here's the You're truth like, about not Voyager. That bad. <laughs> Voyager, Voyager is just a show that's you know it's not great. It's fine. It's fine, but it's you know I it's really true that when you talk about Voyager, I, I can I bet your blood pressure rises. Oh, I bet it does. Yeah, you know, and 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 Voyager. And you're right because I had a personal investment that that went beyond simply the show. I had personal investment. Multiple, right? One, one, you want to watch a show. That's the most people's investment. Two, it's Star Trek. So now your investment is doubled. Three, it's the female female captain, and now you've you know compounded for the first time. And I'm like, you know what I mean? Because I've grown up watching it and loving it, and and not having had a female captain yet, and not having had someone like me. You know what I mean? Where so if if that were a a a non Star Trek sci fi show with a male captain that was just not that good. You'd be like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, I guess. It's, yeah, I, mean, I probably would have been guys. less angry. And yeah, I it's like the betrayal I felt when they put when they put Star Trek Deep Space Nine on Netflix and they put it in fucking dystopian futures. It's that same thing like, what? Are yeah. you insane? Dystopian. Um, it's and, the and actual Trek- opposite. The literal what? opposite of that. We're gonna jump. We're gonna jump back to this conversation in a second because there's something I'm gonna add to you when we get to the news section. Um, but uh, that being said, news. I think that I, I think that the thing that we have, and the other thing I, I pointed out to to Mr. A is that all of our tastes have been increased. You know, it's it's interesting. I tried to take my dad to Taco Bell a few years ago, and he goes, he goes, Justin, I don't do Taco Bell. I'm not gonna go to Taco Bell. I was like, why? Taco Bell's fine. And he goes, but I I maybe liked Taco Bell when I was younger. But now, A, I can make better Mexican food myself at home. And B, there are 70 choices for better burritos than Taco Bell. And now that I've had those 70 burritos, when I eat Taco Bell, 
the best I can think is I kind of wish I was eating the other burritos. Like I'm not ever <laughs> gonna I'm not ever gonna eat Taco Bell and be like, yeah, oh, this Taco Bell's pretty good. Like you wish you had a, a Cafe Rio or a Chipotle or something there, you know, ready to go for you. And I think the point that I'm getting to is 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 we are at a point now, and I'm not gonna say movies today are better than they were before. There are more better movies now today than there were before because people are A, more competent in making movies, and B, there are just so many more movies coming out. Being made, so, yeah. So, like, the fact is, is I can go out every weekend and go see a new release that's going to be pretty damned good. And I can go on, I can check the reviews to the point where I can go, I know that this one's going to be pretty good. So I can curate my entire movie-going experience from this point now. Like when I watch a movie, I read reviews first. I kind of get an idea of ones that are pretty good because I don't want to waste my time. I don't have that much time to watch everything that comes out. Um, so Sorry, now I have my- to say, I have to just person the screaming. I don't have a I don't have a small child that I'm keeping. <laughs> like I haven't kidnapped anyone. I have a bird. <laughs> not again. You've been told not to. It turns out the law frowns on that. <laughs> they do. They really do. I swear that's what yeah. people normally think when they walk in because the bird will talk to them or he'll scream. Yeah, there's a bird. Like, so yeah, so it's a um, bird. He's screaming. He's testy. Sorry. Go yeah. on. So um, <laughs> so the so so what it what it boils down to though is that like now we can curate our own experiences of movies that can watch a because there are the thousand movies we all meant to watch in the last ten years that we never got around to watching. Oh sure. That we can. That we can now watch whenever we want. We can also rewatch our favorite movies whenever mm-hmm. we want. I you know, I stopped buying physical media a while ago, and I have hundreds of DVDs. And I stopped I stopped buying physical media a while ago. But I'll still pick up if there's movies that I or my kids or my wife will want to watch, and it's only f- like they're ninety nine ninety nine as opposed to four ninety nine to rent them. I'll just go. Well, just screw it. I'll just buy them. Um, and so mm-hmm. I've looked at my the other day. I looked at my Amazon my Amazon digital movies list, the ones that I own, it's like a hundred movies in there now of yeah. all the movies that are just the ones I knew I'd want. Yeah. And, and I've, I've definitely like, I, I still buy physical media because I, I, because I'm paranoid. Um, and because I love the way I, I love them. I like, like steel boxes in particular. Sure. Yeah. And, and a lot of times movies that come out in 3d, I have to import them now in order to actually see them in 3D, which is super irritating, and there's no way to get that online. Um, But there are movies that are smaller movies, indie-type movies, that I don't need to go buy the physical disc for anymore. Like, I'll I'll see it, I'll come across it on, like, Voodoo or something, and I'll be like, huh, well, that looks really interesting. I'll be like, "Uh, 10 bucks? Yeah, I'll buy it. I'll just buy it. We'll just buy it. That's fine. You know what I mean? Well, you know what I discovered? Like, and I'm, I am not a paid show for this. And I have quite a number of movies that, both physical that I've bought, because we have thousands of, of physical copies of things. But yeah, we've certainly, at this point, bought things in the hundreds, I would say. Yeah. Not physically. So, so we can now, we can, well, one thing I was going to say is I, if if you haven't discovered a, a website called Movies Anywhere, um, and I'm not a shill for oh, it. Oh, yeah. All um, my shit's in there. Uh, you well, know, when slowly. The, <laughs> the first place you could buy movies was on iTunes. So I had like 20 that I bought on iTunes. And then I got a couple on Google Play at one point. And then I got a, a, most of mine are on Amazon. But I was like really bummed out that like like the the iPhone had a real problem like transferring movies from iTunes. I really just wished I could watch everything on Amazon. And it turns yep. out if you put all of your accounts into the Movies Anywhere account, yep. that means you have all your movies on every service. Yep. And it's pretty it's so, damn cool. I love, Anyway, like, yeah. the point is, is that is. we can now curate our experience to the point where what we're watching is going to be in line with what we'd want to watch all the time. And yeah. we're not ready to put up with, you know, And that's before that you are, even get into a lot of really good TV out there. Like so much. Like I think we're definitely in another like TV renaissance. Well, and then you look at movies, like look at Marvel, right? Like, if, can you imagine if you watched uh, Avengers Infinity War, having seen no Avengers before, but despite being lost, like, let's say you could get the plot, you wouldn't care because all the emotional underpinnings are given to you from the 20 movies that came before. So when Spidey dies in front of Mr. Stark, you don't know why that's important because you haven't seen his relationship with Mr. Stark unless you've seen Spider-Man Homecoming. So we also have movies that that give us like movies like that, that, that give us so much delivery on things that have I come before. Um, what? Because I haven't seen it yet. Oh, did I just spoil it? I'm sorry. You knew this happened. Oh, uh, no. All right. Well, I just spoiled it. I sure something. didn't. But, well, hey, hey, 
I just spoiled that Spider-Man dies in front of Mr. Stark, which of course means there will be no more Spider-Man movies. So spoiler alert for the Avengers movies that came out later, um, movies that made a billion dollars at the box office are getting a sequel. So calm your shorts. Everyone will be fine. Watch Avengers I'm just Infinity. saying. Can watch you Avengers stop Infinity spoiling War? Oh Avengers my gosh. Infinity War. <laughs> you got to watch I have, it. I haven't had a chance yet because I had to, because the thing is when you have to import fucking 3D, they get it later in like fucking the UK and oh, you know what? and other places where I have to get it from. For your own good, actually. <laughs> For my own good. <laughs> Another minor spoiler, Avengers Infinity War ends on a cliffhanger. You will need to Oh no, to that wait I to... knew. My sister warned yeah, me Yeah, you that. will need to wait until the next one comes out or you're going to be in therapy for a while. Okay, um, well then I'll yeah, then I see. See yeah, so it's, it's good that I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it's 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 a it's definitely a it's definitely a But Star she said Trek that two. I couldn't watch Ant-Man without Ant-Man and the Wasp then because they're Actually, you know what? Here, minor spoiler for that movie. The only connection is after the credits. So you can watch the entire okay. movie. The entire so movie. I can watch takes, the whole movie and just don't watch the after the credits bit. The entire movie takes place wait before until Avengers: and, Infinity War, and wait until Avengers Four comes out, and then yeah, yeah. The entire movie together. takes place before Infinity War. There's zero reference to the events of Infinity War in Ant Man and the Wasp. So you're totally okay. safe to watch it, and it's really fun. Anyway, point being, we're, we're jumping all over the place. The point being is, we can curate <laughs> our experience and get what we want so much that that you get a movie like Ready Player One, and if it doesn't tickle your fancy, like if it's not what you want. Like it has to, you're necessarily on a sliding scale of whether or not you're going to like something. Um, so I think we're at a point now where, where you add all of that together. And then the fact that you walked into the movie arms folded, I, I will, I will say this, you gave the movie no passes and I gave the movie lots of passes just because we watch movies. That's in not ways. true. I didn't give it no passes. You gave it very few passes. But you just said I gave it no passes, and considering where it, I was you, coming from, the fact that I gave it any passes is pretty spectacular. Okay. I I, I would love to take just an hour to parse out that statement alone. The fact that I gave something <laughs> any passes at all is spectacular. That's a spectacular I mean, thing. That's like Fourth of July fireworks. When they say, "Hey, the fireworks <laughs> spectacular," it's like that. When I give is. something. It's very like that. I find, because what I do find, right, you're talking about in terms of, because we can curate what we want to watch. Yeah. I just, I think unlike most people, like I, like Wade Watts, have consumed a significant amount of data. Like a significant amount of media. Because unlike your average person, like say, for instance, Mr. A, like he had friends and stuff growing up like i didn't i spent my life alone in my bedroom watching things so like i think that's why now i i you know just sort of pickier because and there are things that i accept that i don't get mad about like when people get oh my god it's so predictable i'm like well everything's predictable to me so it's very hard for me to say it's so predictable and it's like that's not a fair thing for me to hold against something because i've seen so much that everything is. If something surprises me, that really is surprising. It's like, wait, what? But like, when it comes to like giving passes to stuff, so there are things that I will just carte blanche give passes for because all of, all of everybody does it, right? But then there are the things that to me, it's just, I'm not going to let that go. Like, that's just egregious. Like, what are you doing? Come on. I can fix this in five minutes. And if I can fix this problem in five minutes, you've done something wrong in your movie. Because it's not like I'm some movie-making savant. You know, I'm not some... I don't know. I'm not like the most intelligent person on the planet or whatever. Like, if I can fix the problem with your movie in five minutes, you've done something wrong. I firmly believe I think believe that there's that. something to be said, though. For Here's... here's there's a difference between wanting to like something and being willing to like something. You did not want to like the Ready Player One movie. You had, no, you had, I actually did want. You were to willing like to it. like it. No, you were willing to like. You're willing to give it a chance. The way you did Wonder Woman. You were willing. I to wanted give, it to be the joy that I experienced reading the book. That's what I but wanted. You already listen to our podcast. You had already I kind of decided it was not. You're right. It was not going to be. Whereas I walked in and a the book is not precious to me, and that's that's an important part um but b it was 
be it was a a situation where where the movie was like I am still the twelve year old and 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 you're not in that like I'm up there and I'm seeing the the stuff on the screen that I'm seeing and I'm just like I can't believe like I'm Maybe I'm watching yes and no because well, the thing the difference well, too is I think I'm a bigger gamer than you are that's true too and, and so, so you, and you so you not only want the book portrayed but you also want you'd love to see a cinematic version of the experience of gaming by the way there's another podcast right now that is reviewing every um video game movie ever made it turns out 90 percent of them are the worst like the oh worst. definitely they are and that's what i'm saying but and it's half like, of it's, them are directed by ua bull which did i ever uh-huh, tell you about my yep. my interaction with ua bull i did not know you had one yeah so when i was trying I mean, to he's sell notorious Ninja- in the gamer community for just fucking up game movies that's what he's um, known for when I was trying to sell ninjas versus zombies, I sent one to his company to, for distribution, and he and he was like, oh, "I'm very interested. I'm very interested in this title. Perhaps you would like to send it to me." So I sent him the movie, and UA Bull watched Ninjas versus Zombies, and afterward really? he sent me an email back, and he said, "This is my thoughts about your movie," and I'm I'm paraphrasing here. The title is wonderful. The movie not. Good luck with your distribution. Wow. Know. You know what? You know what that means? It means it's like, a good movie. Can, that's right. Like, that's what you can take away from that. It means it's your movie is good. Because <laughs> his movies are fucking awful. Like, objectively, even if you don't play the games that they were based on and were hoping they would be good. Because the thing is, the, the games that, that he turned into movies were really interesting stories. So he just really fucking fucked up they're not good movies like fucking blood the movie rain is not good i do not like what you did with it it was terrible it's just terrible and but it's i'll so give this to you evidently he's a really good boxer evidently he's he's a tough man so we'll give that to him anyway point sure being, point being but my, I, am, my, my, I guess what i'm saying though is that because it's like when i started riding a motorcycle now that i ride Whenever I see motorcycle stuff in movies that's like just patently ridiculous, it's just hard for me to overlook. Yeah, I'm the same it. with medical stuff. It's the same thing, yeah. Right. So, and and something that's so rooted in gamer culture and the whole point of it is about a game and living in a virtual game world. Plus, you do VR. I, Most people don't, but you actually do VR. So, like, it's. I it's, do. Yeah. So, for me, I am just giddy that i'm seeing the stuff on screen like it might minecraft comes on scene i'm like yeah minecraft like it's, yeah like that's I'm what i'm saying a- those things still got me like when i saw you know when i saw the recreation of them in you know the fucking the shining that got me giddy because it's when i saw freddy cool. krueger it got me giddy i was giddy the whole time and i never came down off of it and that's the thing. I I was I was all and and I thought this you know the story was was fine. The story was close enough to the story from the book that like like I was like okay it's a, it's a familiar place. The details are different, but still he's trying to get Holiday's egg. I got it. And 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 I thought thought that it was it was pretty enough, and there was a much uh, enough like hey look at that for me that I I live like. And and it's funny because I listen to all these te- Kevin Smith podcasts, and he talks about stuff like Justice League, which was terrible it was a terrible film and i can't give that one a pass i just i watched it a couple times and i just don't like it it's a bad film but he was like look i know it's a bad movie and i'm not going to say that about ready player one but he goes i live in a world where i see batman and superman on on the big screen and they're and they're fighting for some reason and the flash is running around and and i'm seeing these things on the big screen i never thought in a million worlds years i'd get to see this so and I'm kind of feel that way, and the movie gave me a lot of that. And the other details, I recognize there are places where it need a pass, but there's you know whatever. Well, well so to it, truck did, it we didn't t- give me that. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. I wanted. That's why when I heard about the movie being in the works, I was like, how are they going to do this? They're not going to be able to get all of these properties that they would need to get to to. But because I, I really do want to see what I read badly. You know, it's bad, and it would have been even without the whole story. Even if the story was still fucked up and not quite right, I I wanted to see. I wanted to play through those games, the 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 movie games that I want them to make those. And it's like that was one of the things I was really looking forward to in the film, and it just wasn't there. And they call they he has a name for them in the book. 
that after the first gate is passed and you have to do, and it was war games, I think, um, and you get scored. It's like singing games are now, right? Where you have to hit the right notes, hit the right pitches, but and you get scored and that kind of stuff. It's like getting scored to participate in a movie, like to be the lead in the movie if, if you've watched enough. I mean, how many people could do that with The Princess Bride? Like we are all of us geeks probably could get through the princess bride i would be surprised if we couldn't by the you, way can i not- can i but by, by the way also welcome to trek off where we tell you we're not going to talk about ready player one and no, then do for 35 and minutes then, um, and then do. so we're gonna stop hear- there but that's what i'm saying like i want those games to come out and part of that was if if it had been in the movie people would have seen that concept and been like that's so awesome and we had we can make them now yeah i we mean could actually do it- that and it'd be the shit. Say, if Ready Player One had not become my son's favorite movie of all time, and it is, I w- it would have been a movie that I liked, that I that I really liked when I watched it, and then would you know, there are a lot of movies that I really like when I watch it, and that I give very little thought to in the future, and that's probably what it would have been for me. I'd be like, oh yeah, that one with all the cool cameos, I love that. It was really cool. But, you know, let's watch this other thing. Let's watch Empire Strikes Back again. I, like, I don't think that I would have revisited it uh, very often if it wasn't my son's favorite film. Um, but it's, you know, it's still a, an enjoyable enough past the time. I, I Can I assume you're never going to watch it again? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Speaking. So, uh, so speaking of, uh, and we're going to transition into something not as fun in a second, but speaking of Princess Bride, have you heard that Deadpool is going to release a PG 13 version of Deadpool two at Christmas time for 10 days in theaters? No. So Deadpool two, don't take your kids to see Deadpool. It's not for the kids guys. It's not, it's really not. It's super violent. It's filled with filled with curse words. It's filled, filled with with sex references. And frankly, if you're if you're in the theater with your eight year old, I'm uncomfortable enough with what's happening on screen because your eight year old is hearing it. That even the presence of your eight year old is kind of bothering me. Like I just like it's it's <laughs> That's like watching your a, issue though, man. It's like it's like it's, it's like, it's like if, well, I watch shit like I I definitely watch shit as bad or worse when I was like five. And I'm you watch, there wasn't much worse <laughs> than the first Deadpool when we were five. Like it wasn't it wasn't like, you know, there weren't a lot of movies with pegging in it when I was five. Like it, it was it, well, not a lot of movies where where a guy turned around, fired a gun and the gun went through five people's skulls. And then you saw a shot of him through the hole in their skulls. You know, true. That's so. But they want to release a PG-13 Deadpool. And so what they're going to do is it's going to be Deadpool telling the story of the events of Deadpool two. And the, the whole movie is going to be in a flashback and he's going to be telling the story to a 43 year old Fred Savage who's sick in bed wearing a Chicago bears. Shut the fuck up. You're making this up right now. This isn't true. No, I'm not making it up. There's a picture. They've recreated the set and the costume from The Princess Bride with Deadpool. No fucking way! No fucking way! Deadpool wearing a Santa hat, reading the story of Deadpool 2 to Fred Savage. Oh my God! I know! If you are making this up, if this is bullshit, I am so mad at you. I'm not at all. The picture's out there. Because um, I have to see this now. That yeah, is so that's the thing. amazing. When, when I first heard that there was going to be a Deadpool 2 in, that was PG-13, I was like, come on, guys. Like, what are you doing? De- yeah, it's Deadpool yeah, 2. Yeah, I was like, Deadpool- how are they even going to do that? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, there's no world where Deadpool 2 should be PG-13. The whole fun of Deadpool is that Deadpool is not a PG-13 film. That's like right? the fun of it. And so yeah. the idea... That this is something that they're that they're doing, yeah. Um, um, they've suddenly taken a concept that I was against, and they and made, made me it inc- like fucking they, awesome. Yeah, they've oh, made, that's gonna made be me the shit so much. Um, and that's kind of like the only <laughs> I can't way. Wait they could. now. Yeah, I know. Like, I I just want to see those scenes. I don't even necessarily want to see. Yeah, I don't even Dead- care about what the actual flashback bits from Deadpool Two will be in there. I don't care. I just want to see those parts. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
So it's on my Facebook page. If you look at my Facebook page, God, that's fucking um, genius. It's there. It's and I've just te- and I've and, and inside baseball, I just texted it to you right now. Um, oh, sweet! I fucking uh, so, I love I love I love Ryan Reynolds because yeah, you know that um, was his idea. Just like when he did the fucking <laughs> Bob Ross, like fuck. Oh yeah. That was one of my favorite trailers. For so let me Six. let me know when it comes through. I'm sure everybody would love to hear your reaction to the picture. Let me know when it shows up on your phone. Um, also, Ryan Reynolds is in a new movie coming up called Detective Pikachu, which <laughs> a trailer just came out for that is a live action Pokemon movie where somebody who's a cop who really wanted to be a, a, a needs to find his father and Pikachu shows up. And the trailer is essentially, the trailer is essentially Pikachu shows up and goes, listen, and it's Ryan Reynolds talking. I know you can't understand me, but if you move, I will electrocute you. <laughs> and, the guy, and the guy can understand him. And he goes, you can understand me? And he goes, he goes, every time I talk, people just hear Pika, 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 Pika. I'm so lonely. <laughs> <laughs> what? I know. I oh, can't believe you just came through. Things. Hold on, hold on. All right, here we go. She's seen the picture. <laughs> She's seen the picture for the first time, guys. You oh have to look this God, up. Oh my God, that is the best thing ever! I know. Is Deadpool it weird talking that to Fred Savage, Savage still kind of looks like a little boy somehow? I know he's in the same costume. But it's because um, even though he's got like a five o'clock shadow. Like, no. Oh my God. Oh, I love it so much. I know. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yes, the fact so, that we're living in a world where this is happening makes me very, very happy. Yeah. That's see, um, that's the joy of some shit right there. <laughs> um, all right. So if we're okay with this, let me ask you if you're okay with this other thing. I'll bring this up thing and the, the I'll bring up the serious stuff at the end of the show. Um We'll have another downer. Yeah, like we do. <laughs> Come on back like next time do. for more depressing shit. Um <laughs> So along with more Star Trek Discovery, which, by the way, um, I have not watched the new shorts that are on. I hear that the very first Star Trek Discovery Trek short is bad. I've heard that the second one is that makes me upset because I watched the first one and it focuses on Tilly. And I heard it's not that good. Who I love. Yeah. Was it good? I haven't seen it. Is any good? I enjoyed it. I thought it was delightful. Have you seen the second one? No. My understanding is that the second one is amazing. My understanding is that the second one is incredible. Um, like beyond incredible. Well, um, I guess so, maybe when I compare the two, I don't know, but I enjoyed the one I saw. I, I like, I'm not trying to say it was like, oh, it was the best thing I ever saw, it, but like. People are, people are calling the good. second one. Yeah, it wasn't people bad. Like, the what second were one, people like, saying was bad about the first one? I don't even understand. Like what. People are calling the second one like like up there with like inner light stuff like that's that good wow also okay. uh go to trekmovie.com it's where i'm pulling a lot of the stuff um they have an image of the klingons for season two um with hair and guess what the klingon makeup totally works when you throw hair on it you throw hair on it and it looks like a klingon absolutely <sighs> um See. and it's the same character and she's got the the hair i mean there's she would be unmistakable as being a klingon no um, for the addition of hair. So it's really interesting. Uh, so take a look at that. But that's not what I wanted to talk about. So they've announced okay. another Star Trek series that's coming out called Star Trek Lower Decks, which is going to be an animated comedy from the creators of Rick and Morty. Huh. Your, your thoughts. Huh. Now... The first thing we got to say, what kind of assholes would create a show that's like a comedy show all about Star Trek? Okay, we get it. Okay, we're hypocrites. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, like every review on Amazon that said that we disrespected Star Trek with our with our Trek off movie. I understand you now. I get you. I get, I get how you were like, oh, I'm going to watch a night. By the way, I Googled or I Amazon searched um, a Star Trek documentary. And we are the second item on Amazon to come back, come up now. If you go, if you put on Star Trek documentary and the first one to come up, if you search that in like an, like a, a 
like in like a TV or something where you watch Prime videos. But if you just go on Amazon, you search Star Trek documentary. We are the second one that comes up now. Isn't that cool? That is cool. Just thought I'd share. I, I just, but I just before, don't. So yeah, here's okay. Huh. All right. I, well, here, I, let, me, let me give you more information before. So the idea is essentially here. I read this from Trek movie for the first time since the 1970s. Star Trek is getting animated this morning. CBS announced they've given a two season order for Star Trek lower decks, which is being developed by Mike McMahon, who recently won an Emmy for his work in the popular animated series, Rick and Morty. Star Trek lower decks will be the first animated series for CBS all access and will be a half hour comedy focused on the support crew serving on one of Starfleet's least important ships. There are no details on what era it's going to be. The idea being that it's, you know, th- there's that there's that wonderful webcomic, um, uh, Chief O'Brien, I forget what it's called. Um, oh, yeah. Eventually showing like how terrible his life is because he literally sits in the transporter room waiting for people to show up. <laughs> um, <Yes>. um, so. <laughs> but that shit's funny and it's not a part of. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I like the idea. Right. What I yeah. don't like is is that it is part of the Star Trek lexicon. And I want to say that I don't want I don't want there to be an official Star Trek show that is not part of the lexicon. Like Right, I don't want it to be that. Like I would rather it was mimicking Star Trek and it that was obvious. And it like like for like a la um the Orville and it's so clear what we're doing, but it's not Star Trek. The thing that I have issue with is that it is Star Trek. Does that make sense? Like, because yeah. conceptually, I think it's hysterical and it's a funny idea. And I, I would welcome such a thing. But the fact that it's going to be Star Trek really bothers me. Because cause, it's not what Star Trek is about. Like, it's it's demeaning Star Trek to me. It's not just poking fun because it's a part of it. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, when it's something like the Orville or, you know, you just call it, you have them be in similar looking uniforms and whatever. And it's, or, you know, or like, I know I've seen some videos where people have like dubbed over Archer voices onto like the old cartoon. That's fucking funny. And it's hysterical and we can laugh about it and have a good time. It's like joking about something that you love. It's more like a roast then versus actually be like, no, that shouldn't exist in the world. I, I don't believe that's my feeling on it. Well, I think you're eventually going to end up in a place where like it is the show going to take place because the animated series is not part of canon. Right, the yes, animated is. series is is not in the Star Trek canon. It did yes, events it is. events happen in the Star Trek animated series that that conflict with known canon, and even the Star Trek canon. Look, let's be honest. It's it's. You know, I mean, there's conflicts throughout. It absolutely is canon. How, like, they, how they old reference- is Alexander? Let's be clear. How old is Alexander? Because he's like four. He's like four in season two of Next Gen, and he's like twenty by season seven by season six of Deep Space Nine. So, you know, the, they were only eight years apart and yet he's gone. And even season seven of Next Gen, he's still like little Alexander. And yet somehow it's like five years later and he's a full adult. So he just you shot know, right up, man. You boys yeah. do that. Um, um, <laughs> I'm just saying, yes, there are inconsistencies within the canon already. And I'm fine with that. And we accept that. Like the Klingons, like we don't like to talk about it, whatever. And but the animated series has sequel like episodes from things that happened in previous episodes and, and, and references and interlocks with stuff that happened on the series on the original. And, can, series. and it the is absolutely thing, is that you can, you can say after the fact and go and go, okay, well, you know what? We're not going to count that as part of the Canon, but that wasn't the intention when they made it. And it's not deliberately not part of the Canon. And I think that's the problem is that this is going to be, I mean, unless the show is going to somehow work as part of, I mean, if you're going to go for the joke, are they going to be careful enough to not go for jokes that would upset the nature of the canon? Are they going to do that? Like it's, you know, I, I mean, it's look, just why I'll I don't think it, it should be like, why can't it be a companion piece where it's not actually Star Trek? Because CBS wants to make money. 
Like, like you know, I don't. I mean, they would still the thing, make money. Re- my point is, they would still make money. You've got the people from Rick and Morty, and everybody loves that show, and it's fucking good, and it's hysterical. And again, that is doing this. It's it's making fun of. It's poking fun of something beloved that is well, serious. And yeah, it's like, I mean, I'll look. I'll that watch is it. fine. That is a fine formula, and you would absolutely. It would be the sort of thing you would surface for people who love Star Trek. Because they would love that. We would love that. Like, that's what I'm saying. I would enjoy watching that. I would laugh. It would be a great time. But it cannot take place. It cannot be in the world. It can't exist there because that undermines the the gravity <laughs> of the world. Yeah. And that I think we're- is problematic to me. That really, ugh, I don't like we- that at all. We will watch the show, of course, because A, it's Star Trek and we have to watch, but B, you know, we we will have to have an opinion and let you guys know what the opinion is because, you know, we can't have an opinion without letting you guys know it. Um, so we will <laughs> clearly watch the show. Well, I'm I hoping they're point- listening now and just don't do the thing they're doing and do you what I be just really said. Interesting. Nobody ever fucking listens to me and this is why they should, okay? What if... Like someone's listening in the future. What if the show is actually really good and they pull it off and it managed to to both be hilarious and also maintain canon? And they call it the best Star Trek ever. And like someone's listening to Trek off for the first time, going, "Those idiots!" Like there's a there's a um I think it's on the Chasing Amy um it's on the Chasing Amy commentary where Kevin Smith is talking about how awesome Laserdisc is. And at one point he goes, "Fuck DVD." <laughs> <laughs> That's hysterical. I know. <laughs> what if that's us right now? We'll give it a shot. We'll give it its chance. But, you know, much like you and Ready Player One, I am ready to fold my arms and go like, and that's the danger with comedy. If someone comes in with their arms folded to comedy, it's really hard to make someone laugh. It's really hard to make someone laugh if they are like, I don't know about this. Like part of part of well, somebody you're laughing. Not, but the thing is, you're not like there, there were things that made you laugh that were cute and quirky in in all of the series but it's not meant to make you laugh and the thing is if the purpose of it is to make you laugh it doesn't fucking belong there yeah it just doesn't well how about this what if we take it's the wrong tenor man no 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 what if we take no what if we take star trek even a little darker than discovery because there is also a report another star trek series is on the cusp of happening which is going to be Michelle Yeoh as the Empress, as Empress Shinzo. Is that her name? Shinzo? No, Jojo. Empress Jojo um, as, uh, in, in talks as the lead for a Star Trek Section 31 series. And I'm the worst. That is where we're going to have to cut it off. Yes, this is another two-parter. We said that this was going to be part three of the last two-parter, but instead, this one's another two-parter. We're going to finish it up next week. It was really important for me to get this out to you guys uh, by Thanksgiving. Uh, so I really hope that you're having a great holiday when you're listening to it. And uh, and tune in next week as we go even further. There's so much news to cover. Uh, and of course, we talk about the passing of Stan Lee, which of course needs to be talked about. Um, so, But for now, uh, as uh, Alexia might say, trek off. Ah, nice people. Hey, you know what makes us different than all those other podcasts you listen to? We have a movie. There's a movie of this podcast on Amazon Prime right now. Just go right now on Amazon Prime and go look. Check it out. Just search for it. There you go. There it is. Trek off. One word. Just search for Trek off on Amazon Prime or Amazon Instant Video if you want to rent it. If you don't have Amazon Prime as a subscription or if you want to buy the DVD, it's there on Amazon. But seriously, this podcast, you got all the way to the end. Now go watch us and give us reviews and tell the world, man, a podcast got me made into a movie, man. How cool is that? Go look it up and share it. Love you guys.